You're listening to the IMT Show with Mike Sims. Now here is your host. I know that um, that you've um, you got involved with me with uh, uh, looking at my books and stuff. Or uh, yeah, and, uh, let me talk about that and give you a plug on your own show. Thank you. Um, so the, the situation with um, um, the Lazarus game. Uh, several things came together when I read the Lazarus game. I forget who gave it to me. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Was it Lenny Rico? Lenny Rico, right. Oh, okay. So she gave it to me and I thought, what is all this stuff? There's an awful lot to read. I'm like everybody else in Hollywood. They call it the Hollywood 40. It's really the Hollywood 20. And it's really the Hollywood 10. Uh, and I said, I'm not going to read all this stuff. But when I, I skinned the outline, when I got to the Lazarus game, a couple of things hit me. One is the way it reminded me of my man Godfrey, uh, a William Powell, uh, Myrna Loy movie. Right. So I was, I was fascinated by this idea of this female um, vigilante who gets things done cerebrally, not with a gun or anything like that. Right. Um, and um, and that's sort of what and, and the Lazarus game, <clears throat> which is a game where um, people who ought to know better do terrible things to underlings in big business uh, and some awful things get done behind these crystal palace walls. Uh, and she uh, intercedes for the person being preyed upon and, and wins. And I thought, wow, this is a really cool idea. So, um, <clears throat> so also, not to be too mercantile about it, it's a female lead. Uh, it could be as the showrunner wanted. It could be a, a Latinx female lead. <clears throat> and you, you reach a lot of hot buttons when you set this up. Um, so do you want to get how I set things up? Yeah, it, it, I, I was going to say the um, to kind of give everybody a little bit of background on the Lazarus game is uh, when I when I wrote the Vicky character and uh, I originally wrote the, the book Victim and it was Vicky when she's in her 40s. And she's uh, wanting a, a life of levity and not wanting to get involved until somebody, a guy that's been stalking her, decides to uh, attack her in her home. And instead of turning him over to the police, she just beats the, uh, the crap out of him because she has like four martial art bite belts and uh, decides to get in every aspect of his life and, and teach him a lesson. And uh, that's what she kind of does. She kind of destroys people and then brings them back up. And the book got involved in his life and it got involved in a lot of other issues. And people, when they read it, I only intended one book, but I wrote her whole life in my mind and they wanted to know more. So I just, I decided to make it a six book series and I wrote Vicky, uh, the, I made victim number four in the series because of the age wrote Vicky, uh, her early years to, um, uh, first jobs out of college and you kind of see the beginnings of her how she became she gets all these harsh things that come at her that start developing her character and needing to resolve things uh, it's like life is throwing her in this crucible to to prepare her for something and then uh, the valkyrie 
the second book was uh, was when she ended up dealing with the this corporate game played on interns called the Lazarus game. Correct. This is what what, what turned me on. Yeah, this is the game that uh, it was the intention of the game on the front was to allow interns an opportunity to be in a corporate world that they never could. But it really was being a, a betting game among executives to see if they could get interns to do a lot of things that they shouldn't be. And, um, and so she decided this game needed to end. Uh, I'm right now, I've completed the, the third book, which is Violet. And Violet is a uh, global, powerful woman that uh, sits behind the scenes of governments. And she's the inventor of the Lazarus game. And the Lazarus, she is not happy with Vicky interfering with the Lazarus game and decided that she's going to take her on personally. Uh, so that, that's the theme of that book. And that completes the prequels. And then we'll move on to later the next books, which will be um, her destiny, what this is all summing up to. But yeah, the Lazarus game is um, it, uh, it's, it's a subset of the book Valkyrie. And uh, it's, it's one of two of the main storylines in that book. But uh, I, when, when Lenny had, had brought that to you uh, and you um, uh, were interested in that, I was like, um, it, it, I was like, wow, th this is great. And, right. uh, so so um, you can see, you know, I've, I've forgotten for a moment that these, these, uh, these low uh, execs were, were selected like the forgotten man from from the dust heap um, and so that they had great dreams um, and and they were really being used uh, and so Vicky becomes kind of uh, the super bully um, uh, because we've all gone to because everybody has a everybody is a bully in one sense and a being bullied in another and she's the one who intercedes for these people uh, the the next book would be, Either a second movie or a second season, um, bringing uh, Vicky into that. So you can see why this was extremely appealing to me. And then, um, then there's a question. This the question of um, whether the first season would be the entire Lazarus game, or the Lazarus game broken down into a season or a half a season. I, there's lots of things to do. But here's the thing, I do not like, although I have sold things before where I just walk in and say, here's my big idea. Um, I like to go in with the package. Uh, you know, I, 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 I had to correct myself. I've been telling for years the story that I really dislike the way you pitch projects these days because you need a deck, you need a Bible, you need all these things. Right. And I and I said, well, I, I remember walking into Albie Heck when he was the um, head guy at Nickelodeon and they were just starting to do movies. And I said, I want to do Teenage Mad Max. And he said, cool. And the next thing I saw was a check because he got the idea. But what I had forgotten and was reminded in a pitch by my son, uh, I, I, I had Melissa sitting on the couch next to me. So he put the two things together and he said, oh, Melissa Joan Hart is a teenage Mad Max. Yes. And um, so it's always good to have somebody with you. Uh, there's a, 
there, there was this, a, a, I did a movie called Killer Party with nobody really in it, but, but it turned out to be a pretty good party. It was pitched to me by a friend of a friend, uh, Ken, Ken Kaufman, who was one of the best TV movie producers ever. I mean, such a great script developer. He could close up holes without opening up other holes while doing it, which almost everybody else does. Wow. <clears throat> and his partner, the late Mike Lepner, also a wonderful guy. Uh, and they used to do movies like um, um, the Anne Frank story, things like that, TV movies. Uh, really excellent, elegant stuff. Not, nothing like the stuff I was doing at the time or still doing. Um, and I, when, when Mike came to me and said, I want to do this movie about, it was originally called April Fool, but we got beaten out by uh, another producer. So it was called Killer Party. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'm going to be this, a stain on your record. He says, yeah, but I want to do a horror movie. And I want to do it with you. So anyway, we, we wound up pitching it because these guys were righteously connected to Frank Mancuso, who was the mm -hmm. capo of 2D copy at Paramount at the time. So we're sitting on Frank's couch and I'm pitching this story, a nicely evolved little story. And it's clear he's not listening. It's just clear. It's not like he's taking phone calls or getting a BJ under the desk. He's just not listening. So when we get to get back to Lepner's office, uh, he, was down, he was feeling pretty down. But there were already like 14 messages on his desk saying, can Barney put that in a, on a tape and blah, blah, blah. We really want that. At the end of the day, we um, wound up selling it to uh, MGM, and, and MGM made it. Uh, and, and like I said, it got some nice reviews. But the key thing was, looking back, I could see, I could see what Mancuso was saying. He's sitting there, and on his couch are two guys, the three actually, that are pitching him a horror movie, a body count horror movie. One guy is famous for doing TV movies on time, on budget, win an Emmy. The other guy just did Friday the 13th, the final chapter, and made a zillion dollars. He didn't need to listen to it. This is what he was going to do. There was almost nothing he could have sold him our underwear. He, this is what he wanted to do. So I, I always want to go in with a package. And um, so I've been, you know, uh, here and there looking at people who might be Vicky people who might want to direct it, people who, uh, uh, because, because it, it, again, we're, we're not selling a script, we're selling a development off a book. Right. So, um, so that, that's where I am and where I have been on the last first game. Yeah, which I, you know, I, I, I greatly appreciate. And, um, and I hope that, you know, it, something turns out for all of us that's uh, really big out of it. Me too. It's um, you know, it, it's a it's a series it's a series of books that, you know, like I say, I only intended to write one and but everybody wanted to know more about Vicky. And I've I've even had some um some rape survivors that have wrote me uh emails and it's been very humbling. They said that it was like uh reading their life, reading Vicky's life. Uh, and um and they just, um, and, and that's, that's something that, that really touched me. But, um, and then of course, uh, you know, uh, one woman told me that, um, you know, it was like a, uh, it was some really good uh, revenge ideas in there. And I was like, it's not a how-to book. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, uh, don't take it seriously. So, but. These are, um, these are the greatest things that happen to um, 
that happened to um, to artists of any kind. Uh, I had a you know, going back to Killer Party for a second. I I, I was I, I often go to um, Friday Park for final chapter events. Uh, I don't charge for my signature because I'm not a face. I'm, I'm a I'm a writer, but I, I I will sign. You bring in something, I'll sign it. And uh, one day I'm at one of these things at um, Dark Delicacies in, uh, in in Burbank, and a guy and a gal walk in with a full mounted one sheet of Killer Party, and they're both balancing it. It was such a warm feeling to have somebody come in for something else that almost nobody knows. Of. Right. My favorite part of making any movie is to show up a half hour before call. Wonder attack. A half hour before call. Uh, uh, mount the tallest trailer there with a cup of coffee and watch on the first day and watch the film community stream in because I, I've written something down that has given them their dream and they're now working on them. That's the greatest feeling ever. It's incredible. Uh, I, went, I went to a party uh, three or four years ago where a French, a French woman who's a, um, not an actress, but a, um, what do you call it? What do you call it? An exec um, took me aside and said, Sabrina saved my life. Wow. I said, what? She says, yeah, I was, I was drugging and I was getting close to prostitution for drugging. And I saw that and I said, I want to be like that. Uh, not, not the magic, but you know. So when these things happen to anybody, it's happened to you and it's happened to me. I'm not going to say that's better than the money because the money's great. But um, it's a great thing. It's just a great thing. It, it's something you don't get painting cars. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm always, I'm always humbled to just when somebody reads my books yeah. that somebody takes the time to read it and, and to know my mind and my imagination. But, um, but when they, it actually touches them. Yeah. That's, that's a whole different level. We are all net depositors, depositors in the world image bank. You got to put good images in there. I like that. Fascinating. Any, so, uh, any, any last minute questions before I scoot out of here? Well, it's, uh, is there anything that's on the uh, horizon uh, beyond Vicky or anything <laughs> that you can talk about or hint about? Yeah, yeah, I can't talk too much about them because when, when you talk about them, it, it kind of, the energy kind of leaks out like in a tire with a slow leak. Right. But I have um, sold a, a graphic novel that was a favorite of mine for years to uh, A&E. Uh, the definition of sold in this case is they made an offer. I don't hate it. it probably happened. Um, what else? I'm working on a. I'm working on a. Uh, I'm working on a script. I finished the script, but you're always working on it. Uh, called Everybody Loves Carmen. It's a, a rom-com set in a production of Carmen in Buenos Aires. My collaborator on it was an Argentinian stand-up comic. And um, there's a guy who wants to do it, but he wants to do it in Spanish. Uh, and mm. I'm thinking, okay, fine, but all I have is high school Spanish and not much of that. <laughs> um, so I'm really looking to get it set up in English, but um, uh, I'm supposed to speak with a really highly placed director of Spanish language uh, 
rom-coms um, this weekend. So uh, I will probably cave and have a movie in Spanish. Hmm. That's pretty That's much a, it. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a big market from what I hear. Well, it's, it's changed quite a bit. Yeah, it, it used to be nothing and now it's huge. Um, uh, I, I actually have, a, 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 what I'm actually aiming at, because I have, I have a mystical connection with Spain. I have a cousin who, who did a family tree. We, we always think we're from um, Lithuania, which we are. Um, but he traced it back further than that into um, Portugal in mm -hmm. the 16th century, uh, 15th century, so that we are actually <clears throat> what's called um, uh, ladrinos, uh, ladrinos, something, something like that. We, 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 we descend from the people who were kicked out of Spain because we were Jewish mm -hmm. and Portugal as well. Um, and um, um, I, I don't know what the connection is. I really wanted to do. Guernica, I really want to do the Abraham Lincoln Brigade, the Americans who volunteered to fight in the Spanish Civil War in, in 37. Um, and so, uh, but, but now what's happening is, um, uh, yeah, uh, it's either Telemundo or Galavision or somebody like that is doing a movies, and I have a project with them, for the Latinx market, but in English, because mm. the English-speaking Latinx market is huge specifically here in the US, but also throughout Latin America. So if I, hopefully I can turn everybody loves Carmen into that, but uh, more likely it'll, it'll be something else. Well, you know, I had a, uh, I wrote a book uh, that's an all age appropriate book called uh, Southern Cross, which was about a, uh, a young boy in, uh, in a poor village in Mexico. And uh, he uh, discovered he wants to be an astronomer and he discovers one night that the stars are all wrong and that his, him and his whole village are not in Mexico anymore. And so he's got to figure out how they got there and, and prove to his village that they're not where they're supposed to be, number one. The Australians? Uh, they, yeah, they, they got moved. Yeah. But, he, um, but he had a, uh, uh, when I wrote the book, uh, some uh, uh, people I know that actually were raised in in a port village in mexico uh told me i said it, you know how did you know this is what we eat and everything well i said well this is normal diet for for a, a lot of places you know and and uh, not just mexico and and they uh, uh so but i was it was nice that i i got it right and then i had a um a guy that an actor that uh, does uh, dubs movies into uh spanish in South America, and he was fairly famous in South America, and he wanted to, to do translate my book uh, and do an audio book in Spanish, and uh, for virtually nothing, he just wanted to do it because he'd never done an audio book before. I said, mm. "Great!" And so he did. He did a great job, and uh, and he told me he says, um, like six months later, he says, I, "I love doing your book so much. I started an audio book company to translate books into uh, Spanish." And, and now we have a staff of 20 people. We've done over 2 million words and we're, we're as highly successful now. And I yeah. said, well, <laughs> I'm glad my book got you going. Would he consider doing it as a, a, as a, there's got to be some business to be done here. Uh, but we'll talk about it. Uh, I yeah. want to focus on, on 
the Lazarus game. And if you haven't seen My Man Godfrey, I encourage you to see it. It's a, uh, well, I, I appreciate you, um, you know, endeavoring and, and helping there. And that's, um, it's a great honor for me. It really is, Barney. Okay. Well, I, I thank you and I appreciate it, but I'm really doing it for myself. I, I understand, but <laughs> still, I, I'll take it either way. <laughs> okay. All right. It's great talking to you. Well, thank you for being on my show. Thank you for listening to the IMT show with Mike Sims. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The IMT show is an opinion show and not to be taken as serious personal, legal, tax or financial advice. It is meant as entertainment only. IMT show, Maseroff for Mike Sims is not responsible for ad content. For more information on show schedules and content visit www.mazeroff.net slash IMT.